The interview you're about to hear was recorded back in May of 2020 during the live seven-day mental health summit. Zainab Afridi, a 17-year-old girl living in Pakistan, joined us last minute to share her story of living with schizophrenia in a place that has a very negative mindset towards mental illness. This brave young woman has taken it upon herself to educate her community about mental illness and works daily to reduce the stigma by being open and vulnerable about her own struggles. Hi, I'm Dr. Nafisa Sikandri, a licensed clinical psychologist specializing in anxiety-based disorders. I created the Mental Health Break podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you prioritize your mental health. Mental illness can cost you time and money. Ignoring your symptoms will only make the problems worse. Taking time out of your busy day to dedicate to improving your mental health can lead to long-term health and wellness. In this podcast, each week you'll learn tips, tricks, and proven strategies to help you regain control of your life, all while prioritizing your mental health. If you want to improve your life, regain control of your mental health, and feel empowered, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by the Transforming Anxiety Course, an online self-paced anxiety course to help you manage and control your anxiety from the comfort, privacy, and convenience of your own home. Learn how to transform your anxiety in just six short weeks. Course registration is now open. To learn more, visit transforminganxiety.com course. I'm so excited about the next um, presenter. This is a surprise that just was added today. She is, uh, let me introduce her really quickly. I hope she's, um, so we're being joined today by Zainab Afridi. She is a 17-year-old um, She's actually uh, calling us from Pakistan, and she's been diagnosed with schizophrenia and bipolar. She's also an artist. She's been working towards spreading awareness about destigmatizing mental illness and how we shouldn't be ashamed of getting the treatment that we need and embracing it. So let me play a little part of her um, video. I'm an artist, and I have schizophrenia. Right now, I am enjoying the hallucination a visual hallucination that I often have. Most of you know what schizophrenia is. It's a brain disorder that distorts the way that you perceive reality act, and think. Its symptoms include hallucinations, delusions, false beliefs, disorganized thinking aids. Welcome, Zainab. Thank you for joining uh, us. Thank you for having me. So you're ca- calling us from Pakistan right now. What part of Pakistan are you at? Sindh, Hyderabad. Okay. What are, what's the situation in Pakistan about uh, this whole virus? Um, how are you guys dealing with it? It's really bad. Yeah. People are not sitting in their houses. They just want to go out. Oh, wow. That, that just makes it worse. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Um Thank you for volunteering to share your story. I know you were a surprise ad today, and I'm so excited that uh, you're able to be with us. It's late over there right now. What time is it? Almost 11.30? It's 11.38 p.m. At, at night? Yeah. yeah. So thank you for joining us. And uh, I just wanted to um, ask uh, some questions about what inspired – I just showed a little bit about uh, your, your YouTube uh, channel, about your sharing your story about having schizophrenia. We just had a conversation a couple of days ago about the huge stigma of mental illness within the Muslim community, and yet here you are in Pakistan 
sharing your story about schizophrenia and bipolar. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to share your story? As you said, that mental health and mental illnesses are really stigmatized out here in Pakistan because brown people don't believe in such things mostly. And so not everybody wants to speak up about it. Most people have mental illnesses, but they never speak up. And so when my parents, they were supportive of me, they got me proper treatment and all that. But I saw people who were below me, who were lower than me, and they were not getting the right treatment. They didn't want to talk about it to anyone because they thought everyone is going to tag them as a psycho or a crazy person. So they didn't want to talk about it. So I think that inspired me. That made me feel like I am really privileged to have people like that around me that made me feel comfortable while talking about my experience and while talking about my disorders. And I thought that this last few months, these last few months, I started to get real better. My medications started to suit me. So I started to get my mind in one place. So I realized that there are so many people who don't believe in mental health and how it's important to get help and right treatment. So there is so much awareness needed to destigmatize how we treat people. And so, yeah, that gave me inspiration on, okay, enough crying, enough. Now you have to stand up and do something for people who don't get the proper treatment and don't have the same or similar opportunities as you. So that's what pushed me. Wow. How old were you when you were diagnosed? You're so young. You're only 17 years old. How old were you when you were diagnosed? I've had it since forever, but it was diagnosed when I was 14. I remember seeing things from since I was like three to four years old. And I used to tell mom, hey, mom, hey, look at that man who's just standing there. And she wouldn't see anything. And she'd be like, oh, my God, you're just a kid. You just make food. You know, messing around, making fun. Nobody believed in me. But when I got a little older, like 14, 13, it got real bad. And then I just couldn't sleep. I got so bad insomnia that I really needed pills to sleep every day. If I didn't get them, I would stay straight a week. Wow. So can you tell me what, what are some of the things that got bad for you that actually prompted you to go get help and... Um for it to be a, a schizophrenia? I started to hallucinate so much that I always thought that I was on some type of drug or something. And so I, demotivation, no motivation to start with the day. No. I didn't have any routine. I didn't want to get out of my bed. I didn't want to take care of myself. I didn't want to do my hair and, you know, no self hygiene. So that was really bad. And uh, I started to stop my socializing. I had a very, very hard time socializing. I became an introvert and I barely ever go on public 
still I don't go on public. I, I never went down public for like a year. And I started to lose friends. And, and people are nervous. It's going to be my friend. And people, how people talk about mental illness, is that became a challenge. Many people said that maybe you're not close to God. Maybe you your sins have risen up so much that God is punishing you or something. You're not and right. You're not praying and you're not close to God. Maybe you're not a good Muslim. So Things you, like that. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate that that's part of our, our culture. But um can you speak a little bit about the, like a lot of people don't understand what schizophrenia is. You kind of mentioned it briefly in your YouTube video. That the, the yeah, sort of but it was in Urdu, so most people wouldn't have understood it. So yeah, schizophrenia is a mental disorder, an illness in which you don't know what's reality, you don't know what's not. The image of reality and not real. It's, it's distorted in your brain. You don't know how to differentiate between that. You hear voices that don't even exist, and you might see some things or even feel. Hallucinations are tactile, auditory, and visual. So you can feel it, you can see it, you can hear it, and you, you hallucinate a lot. And... Also, schizophrenia is not always just hallucinating or seeing things. It's more than that. It's how it's also societal tendencies. People want to kill themselves when they are schizophrenics. And this disorder, this disorder, it makes you go crazy mostly. But that doesn't mean you're dangerous. Most people see schizophrenia as somebody who's dangerous people think that if i have schizophrenia i need to be in a straight jacket in a psychiatric ward in an asylum but that's not it schizophrenia just distorts the way you think and perceive reality wow yeah i mean it's people that don't understand it, it really helps to talk to somebody that actually experiences schizophrenia and um, like you said it doesn't mean you have to be in a, psych a psychiatric ward and in a straight jacket you can still function so when you were diagnosed at 14, you were given medication. How long did it take before you could, uh, the hallucinations and the um, delusion stopped or reduced? Um, it took a really, really long time. I was diagnosed in like 2017, 2017. And still, to this day, I still hallucinate a little bit, not that much, but... I've, these medicine that I am taking right now, they finally suit me. My medications are changed every two or three months because they don't suit me. And finally, these ones suit me. And they started to, I started them in this February 2020. So before that, no medications ever suited me. And they were always... They never stopped my hallucinations. They didn't stop the delusions, the illusions, and everything. And it, it's a part of schizophrenia that the medication won't just automatically, in the first part, they, they won't 
suit you, but it'll take a little time. And when it <coughs> and when it does, you'll finally start to feel better. What's the? How has it been dealing with family members and people in Pakistan that find out that you have uh, schizophrenia? How are they treating you? What's the perception of everyone around you? My parents are really cool. I need to see that. I need to say that my parents are very cool and very understanding and very supportive of me. So they always like they always gave me attention and they did listen to me. They always listened to me. And when I told them that I am seeing weird things and I'm hearing voices, they took me to a psychiatrist because. But other people, like relatives and all, they said maybe she's possessed or something. Take him to someone and an exorcism and and that things. But they never believed in them. Society right here in Pakistan, they are so full of fake beliefs. They have no education, like a very elite little information about schizophrenia and mental illnesses they think if you are behaving weird if you hear something that's that other people don't and if you see something that other people don't you are possessed you are just possessed and there's nothing like mental illness what are you talking about there's nothing like mental illness that's what we usually hear from people but my parents are not like that they supported me and they took me to the doctor i'm thankful for them for doing that that's amazing because like you said a lot of people in pakistan and india afghanistan that all those uh i have a website called mental for muslims and so we get a lot of readers from pakistan afghanistan and india that read our articles and i know that the mental health uh, support is lacking over there in those countries. And so a lot of people don't have the support. So I'm so glad that you were able to see somebody. But I do want to mention about our religion and culture does believe in possession. We do. And it's not just Muslims. It's also Christians and Jews that believe in possessions. And I'm hoping to talk about that on Thursday with the religious leaders. But we do believe in jinn possessions. We do believe that that can happen. But at the same time, there's there's mental illness as well. So I think it's easy for people to just assume that mental illness is always possessions, but there can be a difference, right? And I'm glad that the, your doctor and your family were able to separate that and understand that schizophrenia is different. But even with treating possessions, I, I try and teach people that, yes, we do believe in that and people do believe in possessions, but we should still treat it from a medical perspective first. Because they might, the patient might believe in a in dark magic and possessions, but we should still treat the medical aspect of it. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, we shouldn't just say that you're possessed in the first place. If the medication is not working, so we can consider that. But a schizophrenic patient. They are already terrorized by the things they see and hear and the things they feel. And when somebody comes up to them and they tell them that, hey, you're possessed, there's a gin living inside your body. So they are more terrorized and that doesn't make them feel any better. That just makes it worse. So, yeah. That's a really good point. And for people that don't understand what gins are, it's like... Um, the equivalent of that would be a genie in the American culture, but gins are in, in 
Islam and the Quran, they're mentioned that God has created jinns and that they're um, spirit beings that have the ability to go into a person's body and do possess them. Um, so because we've had like even their stories in the uh, prophetic uh, stories uh, that we have, people do believe in that, 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 that exists, but we also know scientifically and medically that mental illness exists. And for a lot of people that don't understand mental illness, it's very easy to just assume that it's a possession. And like I said, this isn't just uh, Muslims that believe in possessions. I know there's a movie, The Exorcist, uh, that's about the Catholic priest trying to get the dead demons out of the body. So it's not just Muslims that believe this. Christians and Jews also believe in possessions. But like you said, if somebody's already struggling with mental illness or schizophrenia and they're already terrorized and terrified by the hallucinations, they don't want to know that there's yet another thing that's inside of them, right, that's possessing and controlling them. I know that it must be really difficult for you, but um, how are you using your diagnosis and your illness to educate people now about destigmatizing mental illness and to just let them know that, yeah, schizophrenia can exist and I can still have a normal life. Um, how, how are you using that to, uh, through your art and your YouTube channel? I firstly, I tried to get my life in track. I started doing things that made me feel better. I, tr I started painting and I, and I write songs and I started to learn guitar and doing such things, art, art in any form, it makes me feel better. And when I do it, I can show it to people that, see, I have schizophrenia and I am living a normal life and I can talk to you like a normal person and I can paint and I can make music like a normal person. So just don't stigmatize us as crazy patients. We can also have normal, fulfilling lives. Most people always think that schizophrenics cannot lead a fully full life. They think that we are always patients. We always need to be in a hospital, in a hospital, but that's not it. We get a treatment. Some people get their shots monthly or yearly. <coughs> Some people take their pills daily. Doses, doses depend on the severity of it, but we can surely have normal lives. We can live normal lives like I am. I started <coughs> my YouTube last week and I made a video about it, um, how we should not stigmatize it, how we should understand it. Oh my God, <coughs> my throat is so dry. Um, I know I know schizophrenics that people have been diagnosed with schizophrenia. They have had it. They've got married. They have had kids. Um, is there a, a fear or a worry for you as far as moving forward? Like I said, you're so young. Your future is ahead of you. So do you ever think about that or, or your family? Given that you're in Pakistan, is that a concern for you regarding getting married and having kids moving forward? Yeah, people, people around me, they do pressurize me to just stop doing such things nobody's gonna marry you if they get to know that you're crazy or that you're mad getting married and starting a family that's the least that's least of my concerns you're not even focused on that right now right <laughs> you're so young yeah okay 
Uh, what would you say to people that have me- like family members that have a child that has that has been diagnosed with whether bipolar or schizophrenia or even depression or anxiety or they might even be suicidal? What are some uh, suggestions you'd make for them? You know, then children and I mean young people or even old people, when do they think about suicide and hurting themselves? They start to think about self-harm when there's nobody to talk about that. So please talk to your children, talk to your siblings and whoever that is going through a mental illness, just talk to them and tell them that you're there for them and they're not a burden. Make them feel good. Help them find hobbies and help them in any way possible and don't make them feel low. Don't make them feel like they are any different from other people and don't make them feel like having an illness can make, can stop them from living a good life. And so people who know people who have schizophrenia or any other mental illness, I would suggest them to just treat them like normal people and talk to them more often and show them that you care. Just talk to them. And just normalize the whole idea that just because somebody has an illness doesn't mean that they're not worthy of being talked to or treated and cared for, right? Yeah. Help them accept it and embrace it that they do have an illness. Like, they do have an illness. And just tell them that it's normal. Human Humans can malfunction sometimes, and that's normal. Don't make them feel bad about it. I love that you said that humans can malfunction sometimes. We all have a head on our head, on our bodies, and our brain can malfunction. And that we there is help out there. That's the whole thing, that there is help out there. And go get help and don't feel that um, it's a it's a lost cause or suffer needlessly because, because there's so much help out there. You don't need to suffer um, needlessly. And so go where you need to to get that help. Somebody, one of the Facebook users is asking, when and how did you realize that you have this illness? So I've always had this illness and I always talked about it that I see weird things and I hear weird voices, but nobody believed in me. But then it got really bad when I turned 14 and I had insomnia, so I just couldn't sleep. And I didn't sleep for like a week straight. And that made me that made things very terrible for me and I started to throw fits and my parents were really concerned for me. I heard voices and I talked to them and I saw things and I I started to get scared of them. I tell my mom that mom please save me he's standing there he's coming for me and I hear voices and so my parents helped me and they took me to the doctor, psychiatrist, and they helped me. It was three years ago. I am so impressed by the proactiveness of your parents. So um, I'm so glad that you had parents like that that helped you understand it. And for being 17, you're so mature and so wise beyond your years. I'm very impressed with your ability to communicate this and use your voice and use your experience to educate the, the community, either whether it's Pakistan or uh the whole rest of the world, educating them because we need more people with mental illness to stand up and say, yes, I struggle with this. And this is how you can, I'm living a normal life. I'm, these are my coping strategies. These are the things that have helped me. I think that's how we can end the stigma by just talking about it and not being ashamed of it. Exactly.
that's why I made that video on YouTube. First, my parents were like, if you want to help people, go help them in any way possible. But don't do that thing where you say that I have it. I have schizophrenia. I know what it feels like because people think that you are crazy because people out there are just like that. We do believe in you, but other people won't. So I said, Mom, that's what I want to do. I want to normalize it. If not me, then who? Because I know what it feels like. And if I'm going to step up, if I'm going to take the first step, many people are going to follow me. Thank you. Wow. If not you, then who? Beautifully said. Thank you so much. Uh, we have a comment here. It says, I'm, I'm glad that you got help and you're open to your parents. I congratulate you on finding healing. That is, yeah, that's so Thank amazing. Um, your story is beautiful. I will share your YouTube link on the Facebook page. My goal also is to destigmatize mental illness and to talk about it and reduce the shame and get rid of the stigma so that we're all talking about it like we're as if we had a cold, like we, we're not ashamed of having a cold. We're not ashamed of having the flu. But if we have anxiety or depression or schizophrenia, we, we hide and we're embarrassed to talk about it. And I hope that um, we're not embarrassed to talk about it and to reduce that stigma. Somebody said that you are so brave and beautiful. God bless you. And that's a, really? Am I beautiful? Yes, you're beautiful and brave. So, Yeah, I am brave. Yes. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Your your future is very bright, and I hope you continue to use your voice to educate the community, the country, and the world about um, overcoming mental illness. Let's see if we have... Um, oh, here's another comment. We need more youth to talk about these mental illness issues. Yes, so true. So you're doing a wonderful thing. Keep it up. Oh, more comments are coming up. Thank you. Yes, you are. You are. So um, thank you, everybody, for your comments. And I will post her video on the Facebook page. So go ahead and follow her and share her video. And um, let's get you a million likes, okay? Oh, thank you. That would be great. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us and being here. I am so proud to know you. And I'm so glad that you were brought to my attention this morning. And um, thank you for joining us and sharing your story. Thank you for having me here. It's an honor to be here right now. I never thought I'm going to be somewhere like this. Well, here you are all the way across the world. So um, thank you. And you have a good night. I know it's late, so I want you to go to bed on time. Uh, I don't sleep. I sleep after the set. Okay. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye, -bye. Wow. That was so powerful. She's amazing for sharing her story and I'm so glad that she came on and I um I actually wanted somebody to share their story I couldn't find anybody willing and uh God uh brought her into our lives and here she was she shared her story and it was very powerful if you haven't already you can show support for the mental health break podcast by subscribing wherever you're tuning in from today we have some great interviews lined up and you don't want to miss a single episode Subscribe today so you get notified when new episodes drop. I can't wait to see you here next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.